I'm delighted to welcome you to the Galway International Arts Festival Final Hours. My name's Tiernan Henry and I host this, this thing that we do. Um, and what we do with this thing is it's essentially a series of conversations with artists or creative people or musicians. And it's about understanding or having a conversation about the musical journey through the soundtrack of their lives, which is a fancy way of talking about. We just talked about songs that they really like. And Tom Waits reckons that I love this quote, he said, songs are really just interesting things to do with the air. And what we're like, what we like to do in Vinyl Arts is we like to talk about songs. We think that's not a bad thing to do either. Um, even if most of what we talk about is just bravado, as the Blue Nile would have it. Now you'll be able to listen to all the playlists on the Galway International Arts Festival Spotify page. And if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation to Galway International Arts Festival, a non-profit organisation bringing the arts to people in Ireland and all around the world. So if you go to giaf.ie and click donate. But today's guest is Neve Regan. She's from Kilreekel in East Galway and she grew up in a house full of music and song. And last year she released her debut album, which is, I call it Hemet. You could call it right. Hemet, yeah, frankly perfect. right. Um, to, to pretty much universal acclaim. Uh, it's an astonishingly confident, complicated and resonant record. It's melancholic and yet it's groovy. And I mean that in the best kind of way. It just, it's full of groove. It's brilliant. Um, and if you don't owe it, buy it. Great record. You won't regret it. And I, I saw somewhere, um, someone wrote or said, I think, that you, you were always answered to Laura Marling. Um, I think it was Carol Murray on yeah, RT, the yeah. date night. And dates. I, I don't know that you're an answer to, I don't think that's fair to anyone. You know, I think, <laughs> no but fair. you come from a tradition, I think, very definitely of, um, music and song, and that's evident there, I think, in th th what you've written and, and the, the album that you've put together. So, just to wrap this up before we start, it's just to say we're here to talk about the songs and the things that move Neve. So, without further ado, please welcome Neve Regan to Final Hours. There you go. Now we can talk about music. <laughs> All right. So the list you've given, you've given us, it's, it's, um, I, I think it's, it's a great list. It's really, it's fascinating. And I think one of the great things about doing these kind of things is when you listen to other people's lists, it is like the way we used to do um, uh, mixtapes for people, you know, because there, there were always messages in those mixtapes and they weren't just casually put together. You know? <laughs> they were casually put together over about a month, <laughs> usually, you know, will she understand what this means <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know. So um, I, I, I suppose maybe we'll just start with, we'll start with a song in a second, but first off, thank you so much for doing this. Not at all. You know. Thanks for having me. I'm no. shocked to be here. No. It, it's, it's, it's a really good, it's, it's, as I say, it's, 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 it's a treat to have you here. Uh, and I think it's, it's an awful thing that we do on this show, reducing your life down to eight songs or else. Don't know, judge so, me. You know, um, and I suppose like, your first choice is, is a relatively recent one. Um, and I, I, we can kind of talk a little bit about what, what I got out of these in a couple of minutes. But Kay Tempest is your, your, the first artist you chose. And she's a, a spoken word poet, she's a performer, she's a novelist, and she's a playwright. And she's on four albums, and you've picked a track from her most recent album, I think, it's The Book of Traps yes. and Lessons. So, your first track is, the, is People's Faces. <coughs> yeah. So, tell us about this, so why guess, you picked it. As you said, it's a more recent one, and not to say that I'm going to be talking about COVID or anything like that in this, but it really just hit a chord during that isolation period where we were all kind of like a bit terrified of what was going on. And I heard it on the radio 
and I had heard the album but didn't really pay that much heed to it and one of the, I can't remember what DJ said but he was like you know the mask was slipping and this idea it was just so cathartic listening to it and I just kept coming back to it and I kept felt like I was learning a lesson each time like mm. she has there's so much packed in each in each sentence or um, yeah it's just and even listening to it there catches me but it was just really comforting the past year listening she's a wise a wise woman she is and <laughs> I suppose when I was listening, because again, I've listened to your list after, you know, kind of knowing who you are. And I think, did you pick up on the piano? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the space. Yeah. And I think the production is just really tasty, as in, and even her delivery, it's like yeah. just taking that uh, second yeah. before you just rush into it. Like when I talk, I'm just like, and like there's no impact. But then when I decide to sing, I, I try and figure out how I'm going to say it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have the time to pick the space. and She's a master of that, I think. Yeah, and if, if we, again, we can't play them all at the moment, but if you do get a chance to listen to it, because there's parts of it where it's spoken, but then there's parts where she's almost singing. <laughs> almost. Almost, but not. Yeah. Really but she's still talking. But yeah. she goes, she changes the rhythm really slightly yeah. just in the delivery. But, but what the piano impact. doesn't. Yeah. And then she comes back to just. Yeah, I kind yeah. of wanted to listen to the whole song. I, yeah. <laughs> well, we, could just, we could just play the records and not say anything. <laughs> so, yeah. so, we just tell them, no, we had a great conversation. You know? <laughs> it just didn't record properly. <laughs> so, but it, I suppose. It, um, there's a couple of things that I noticed about it as well, because again, I go back to the piano, because it, it, the piano shows up a lot in the songs you pl you've picked, and obviously the piano's all over your album. Mm, um, so was there a piano at home? Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, I honestly didn't really turn to the piano until my later years. I don't know, I just always was drawn to the guitar, yeah. and I was playing wind instruments for the majority of my life, but, um, yeah, it just, it's been a big foundation of my music yeah. in the past five years, I'd say. And yeah. do you find it, like, do you I'm find it easier to, to write on a piano or like... A, uh, it just or, gives you a different voice, doesn't yeah. it? You know, it gives you a different um, mindset. You know, when you sit beside the guitar, you can yeah. get into a rush of the same chords, the same kind of, it's almost muscle memory happens when you're trying yeah. to find something new. So I wouldn't say I'm a great piano player, but like when I figure something, I'm like, oh, and it gives you a great, like, <laughs> sense of joy and like I don't have that with the guitar at the moment so right. yeah we're going off track off K Tempest but she's yeah, we, know, we go back to you know we can go back to that because I, I was just curious about you and because you know so and again going back to K I mean have you listened to much else of her stuff not that much yeah. to be honest but yeah. I feel like I've listened to this one song enough yeah. to say that I'm a huge fan. Right. I don't care what yeah. she does, this but, is just but then, a loop. <laughs> yeah. But then I suppose isn't that kind of what music does for us? Yeah. Do you know, like people say, oh, I'm a big fan of X or, or I don't like this type of music. And I always kind of think, how can you not like, there's got to be something in there you like. You know, Find you just something. don't know it yet, you know, so. I think there's like that idea of a good song or a good tune or anything is it gives you the space to find yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. And like every genre is like, that's, yeah. that's the purpose, so. Yeah. You can't say, I don't like that genre, but it yeah. can be harder to find yourself maybe in scream punk or something if you grew up in a folk yeah. background, do you know? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I suppose, I remember, I read a great quote a while ago from, um, it was Alex Ross wrote it, but he was talking about when, um, oh, what's his name? Gershwin, 
went to Paris in the early 20s. So Gershwin was really successful and rich at this point. And he was doing the European tour, you know, but he was okay. going to all the, he went to Vienna and Berlin and wherever. But he met uh, Alban Berg in Paris and they spent an afternoon playing music together. And Berg played a piece and Gershwin said, <laughs> nope, I'm not following that. And Berg's response was, it's all song, it's all music. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, it's all music, yeah. you know. And I think that's, I suppose that's what I kind of, when you listen to the Kay Tempest, I think um, there's this gorgeous melody that, that kind of loops around yeah. and loops around. Just really gentle, kind of like a big open loop. But it kind of, you know, it pulls you in. That's, yeah. It's and hypnotic, you're just, almost. And, yeah, and then her like voice it. sitting yeah. on top of it as well yeah. also kind of works in the loop. Yeah. And the two loops kind of cross over, over and you get lost in it. You just but, get completely lost in it. Which thing, is, to you? I totally agree with you, but I think another striking thing is her accent. She never loses it. And oh, yeah. it's quite, yeah. a, you'd think it might be a bit like abrasive or harsh sometimes, yeah. do you know, because yeah. it's such a kind of like, oh, so gentle. And then, yeah. and it just, I don't know, she's just, it all feels very genuine when you're listening to it. Yeah. And you could be walking in the rain or you could be sitting at home yeah. or doing whatever, and it just makes you stop. It just like, yeah. yeah. So and I suppose it is her voice, you know, that's, mm -hmm. you kind of get a sense that it's, it's a slightly higher version of her, probably of her speaking voice, but yeah. that's probably, if you met her, you'd be going, God, you sound exactly, you sound exactly like Kate Tempest, <laughs> I, you know. I think I know yeah. you. <laughs> you know, she doesn't have the, the mid-Atlantic thing or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah. so. Um, well, it's, we can move on because cool. the, the, the thing I liked, again, about the next track you picked is it's the piano that grabs you right away. Yeah, they're quite similar, actually. They I are. Yeah, they're not dissimilar, you know. And, um, but again, it's the... It, it, and this is the, the, the second track you've picked is the Lisa Hannigan track. And um, it, it, I, think, I think it's kind of unfortunate. We seem to... I seem to think Lisa's been around forever. You know, like you just sort of think... Yeah. Or she's been around. But you think, actually... It's important to remember, you know, not just to go, oh, oh Lisa Hannigan's been knocking about for years. But like, she, it was, she, it's about 20 years ago she started, her and Damien Rice started, you know, but, and then she's gone off on her set with her own thing and she's three or four solo albums. And mm -hmm. now she's seems Seesaw. to be a part-time member of the Big Red Machine and The National, you know. Yeah, well, I think the yeah. song that I picked, yeah. um, Aaron Desner produced. Yeah. So there's massive yeah. connections and overlaps. So. And when because I was listening to a little bit of the that big red the new big red machine, yeah. and you kind of think, yeah, some of the piano things. I think he just works in I suppose in a space that these mm. things sort of work really well. So, tell us about this, or or you so, and Lisa and you and funeral suitor. So the idea when I was throwing this playlist together, I was like, okay, Tempest, love that absolutely, and then funeral suitors came straight to mind, yeah. and it felt like almost aggressive step. Like it easier into the playlist, so maybe. Um, but anyway, this whole—I feel in this song and her lyrics and everything—it sets up a whole space. And I don't know what's happening exactly in the story. Yeah. I never do, um, and I never want to. But I hear certain lines like a house that we borrowed for a while, or what do you like to do on a July evening, and then the succession of the drums with this most delicate piano. It almost feels like a funeral procession as the song mm. builds. This kind of like. And yet, like the, it, the piano stays steady and grounded, mm. and her voice just floats and tells a story. It's so melancholic, but it also, as you said, it's almost, it's not groovy. But I don't feel totally yeah. heartbroken yeah. after yeah. it. It kind yeah. of is like, Phew, bad things happen. Yeah. At least Hannigan makes it okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but also um, there's a kind of a consistent, steady beat, and it. We were recording. Um, in my home house and there's an electric fence around 
keeping mm. sheep in. But apparently there's something about grounding. I don't know the actual terms, but it was being picked up um, by the record, the mics oh, right, and everything. Yeah. So we're getting yeah. this pulse the whole yeah. time. They're like, oh, we don't know how to do it. We turned it off. That's yeah. how we got to the route. <laughs> but um, for the moment, it was like, oh, what are we at? Like, and um, one of the lads played this track. And I said, oh, we could just maybe use it as a metronome. And there's this constant pulse. Yeah. He was like, we could, you know. It didn't work for the particular song, but um, so yeah, I just have fond memories of listening to this song, both on my own and with people, and yeah. Um, yeah so, and also the guy that I play with quite often plays bass for Lisa, um, so like I got a great insight into how she approached just via him. I don't, yeah. I've never met her; yeah. I'd be starry-eyed, um, you know. But just those different approaches of storytelling and how you can do that with the band. So yeah. she definitely knows what she's doing. Yeah, and I think one because I read about this. I'm like she. She said she really struggled with not not writing thing, but just to, to get a fix in it herself. She said she had an awful hard time just getting a fix on what yeah. she wanted to do, you know. Yeah. And then her and Aaron around Dasner worked out, you know, and over a period of time they got it. But I think you're, you're right. I think. One of the things that I like about this, and it, it, it follows on from the K Tempest one, is that there's a huge amount of space in it. And, and it's not a, it, I suppose it's, like even as a musician, are you, ever, are you ever afraid of leaving space? I think it takes an awful lot of confidence to yeah. leave space. Like I definitely am only begin. I want to leave space, yeah. but you get nervous. Do you yeah. lose them? You barely have them. Do you know that yeah. kind of way? So you're like, oh, don't lie. <laughs> stay with me. You know what I mean? It takes an awful lot of, um, poise and just yeah. like no no I trust you to to really come along for the journey and find what you want from this song yeah. because if you do verse after verse after verse which I'm guilty of um, you don't have time to process what's been yeah. sung I suppose yeah. god I'm talking very fast now I feel no, you're grand <laughs> you're fine and, and I suppose and like I was saying about Lisa has you know she worked with all these this kind of floating group of people yeah do you have like I, you've, you have a core group that you work with, but are you starting to move into, you know, are you starting to think and, or talk about working with other people yeah. or just even, you know, informally or formally? Or, of course, or, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you know, I went and did music in college, so I think since 18, I've just been floating, playing with other people yeah. and constant yeah. collaboration. Um, but yeah, like the people that played on the record, I play with them now for, you know, for most shows and then the ones I can bring them yeah. along with me yeah. and um, then now I'm like moving on and like you get excited by working with new people because they bring something new yeah. or, oh, it's just yeah. it's like anything isn't yeah. it yeah. you know but some are going to be like old shoes or you're just like it's so comfortable it feels great and I never <laughs> yeah. want to not play with you yeah. and then yeah so it's it ebbs and flows yeah and like the songs like say the songs on the album do they change or are they fixed Oh, changed. Yeah. You'd get so bored. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was you in the moment in the studio and the decisions. Yeah. You, six months later, you're like, hmm, I wonder, would it be nice to put some Nashville guitar on this yeah. and spice it up and yeah. go country? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I think it, that's the, the beautiful thing about um, recording, because then this was a set time, but we, you, you don't have to stick to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was a moment and you captured it. Yeah. We go on a minute, but it's just, just to follow you because you kind of raise. I'm, I'm so curious when I talk to musicians, just because I'm not a musician. But I always I'm just curious to how you do all this stuff. So when do you stop when you're in the studio? Like when do you know? Yeah, that's it. 
don't put on, don't put the 16th guitar track on it or whatever, you know. Well, I think the beauty of tracking nowadays is like you can throw the kitchen sink at it, yeah. walk away for a day and come back and mute them and see what works. See, yeah, you know, yeah. but back in the olden days, I, it's such discipline or just, you just had, like, you must have just had a perfect year of balance yeah. of like, this is enough yeah. and knowing when to call it a day. Yeah. Now you have so much time to be like, mute this, add this, turn that, you yeah. know, obviously that's mixing all the yeah. time, but yeah, so I, I'd say still a bit of wizardry in it. Yeah, but. of course. Well, there has to be, but that's, you know, the, the, you know when you, you play the team. record, there's wizardry there. You know, well, you just have a team of yeah. people to tell you to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> calm down and sing. <laughs> yeah, don't overthink it, like, but you do. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, the, the, those first two tracks you played, and and I guess this one as well, the one because the next the next one you, you selected is is a tune, you know, mm. so we're shifting away from song to a tune just very briefly. Um, but the the two, the the K and the Lisa one, and I think just your own stuff, the, it creates a. In my head, I I sometimes think of it because it's, I, I'm nicking Kieran Carson's phrases, but um, it, it, I always think songs have a landscape. Like they've mm. a, a topography, a shape to them, Absolutely. and singers can come at them from. He, Kieran Carson made this point about traditional song or traditional tunes. They're like a landscape, but not yeah. everyone comes into this on the same road. You know, some come down the mountain, so that's the way they that's play huge, it, and some though. across. But yeah. it's still the same landscape, but you're just approaching it differently, I guess. You know, that's really nice. And, I didn't hear that. I mean, I, oh, Kieran Carson tells us he's written a like brilliant Kiernan book. Like Kieran said that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I no. take your quote. <laughs> no. You can quote me quoting Kieran Carson, right. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But I suppose, like, because I think again, with a lot of Irish music, I think it is. You just when you listen to the tune, you're just listening to a landscape almost. And the, and this one is a really unusual one because of its construction, I guess, in some ways. So that's it's Martin Hayes and Brooklyn Rider, yeah. and um, the track is P. Joe's Real. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about this and your your, um, your well, reactions to it. You know, when I saw the brief and it said this is about um, a bit of the track of your your life or whatever and. Like, which was not whatever, it was very scary to read actually. Yeah, it's like, what is my soundtrack? But this song, I always, I, I'm such a morbid kid. I, I picked a funeral song and I picked a song for my wedding and I picked all these, I was so crazy. Like I had nothing planned for my life but tracks. <laughs> and this is one to walk up the aisle to um, because I heard it. Um, it's such a mischievous tune and it's just on a loop and there's something it's not melancholic, no. but there's something weird about it. I, d yeah. I can't put my finger on it, but it just kind of get into a trance and it loops and it loops and it's yeah. so simple. And um, I heard Martin Hayes play this with his father on, I think, the Lakes of Loch something. It's the White and Black album. Right. Okay. Right. And he's playing with his father in a very casual setting. I think you can tell it's just in a room and Des Cattle is playing um, mandolin and it's so sparse is like and it's definitely not the most polished performance yeah. and it's so beautiful yeah. and it's just oh my god I was like that could be my funeral tune and then I was like but that could be my my wedding tune also and I got into I couldn't <laughs> pinpoint it so there I am um, I've told the people that need to know that it's the PJ, PJ Hayes and Martin Hayes version 
for right. that. And then we walked up to this one, which wasn't the most perfect fit, but I was delighted yeah. with it. Yeah. Everyone else is like, yeah. what? But it, yeah, I just love it. I just, yeah. and as that keeps building, it just, yeah. And, you, and you're right, but it, it's, it's like a couple of, it's like the other ones you've already played. There's, there's this, there's a, a circular, there's a circularity to it. I don't know if that's the right word, but the loop just comes round. Yeah. And and it's 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 he's playing with a string quartet, and they're very they're very um, I don't know what the term is um, polished isn't the right word they're so precise mm. and yeah. yet he's got this thing over the top of it which is kind of sliding in and around it. Well, it's pure East yeah. Clare, isn't it? Of course, it's yeah. Sneaky yeah. sound yeah. and the whole style. And yet, it's and, so and yet funny. It, it's, he's it's always great. on the. You know, like they're they've, they're almost mathematically precise with the music, yeah. And he's kind of dancing around, uh, he's the and heart yet he's of it. right with it. Yeah. You know, he never, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I never saw them before uh, mm. perform, but like that's a, a really good um, yeah. description of how he, he engages with classical musicians. Yeah. You know, because I remember hearing him talk about that he felt like a wild gorilla or something <laughs> on the side of a mountain <laughs> when he was playing with these. You know, like he was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just feeling it. And I just love that sentiment, you know. Um, and I love that he, he's not afraid to not mess, but explore with the tradition. Like yeah. the, the fact he has recordings of him and his dad. And it's, yeah. you know, I, I really have no time for purists because I don't think that's what got us music in the mm -hmm. beginning. Do you know, I, I have full time for people to acknowledge this is what was this era and this is what we represented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it shouldn't, as long as you know what it, where it came from, you should be allowed to explore. I think Martin yeah. Hayes is the king of that. Yeah. Well, sure, most look at Irish song, you know, yeah. it, it, it just changes, everyone adds a verse or removes it's just a verse. Landscape. Or, yeah, you know, but through <laughs> that, you know, you think how things evolve and yeah. are heard differently. Yeah. And then someone takes it off in some direction, with, and then it that becomes the standard, or what exactly. you know, or, or, or doesn't, you know. And I know, yeah. and I love yeah. the thing about trad is though you can write a new tune and go to the session, and like you play it, and some but nobody might pay a bit of heed, but they start playing along with yeah. you as if they know it. <laughs> and then if it's a good one, they're like, who who is that? And that's when you know you're a good musician by saying nothing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know. Just, just, <laughs> just, <it> <laughs> just, just heard it. You're never <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so because um, yeah. funny enough, I don't. Siobhan Long reviewed the album, this album, in, oh, for yeah, the yeah. Irish Times. You know the, the Martin Hayes one, and the description is brilliant. She said it's a masterclass in risk taking. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, um, and I suppose again, I suppose what some of it again kind of reminds me in a way about how democratic this stuff is. You know that Martin Hayes can play with these. People and you know and does it, it? It goes back to the. It's all music. It's all music. You know, it's all music. It's just music. Yeah, it's just you know. And you, we get but, very bothered by it sometimes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but that's okay as well. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's okay to be bothered by it, and not bothered by it. Yeah, and, you know, for sure. But I think this is. Yeah, I, I just can't. I, it's not that I can't get over, it, but I think what's really interesting with these is there's loops in all of them that you've picked. That this this circularity keeps popping up and popping up, and. Um, uh, I, I guess that we'll do the next one, which is, I, I suppose there's a huge Galway connection to this song, even though it's not a Galway, you know, it's no, not a Galway no. song, but it's become a Galway song because of the, you know, who sang it. So this is, um, uh, it, it's John Faulkner and Dolores Kane, um, and it's, it's an old one, it's from 1979. So it's, that was, it's the Bonnie Light Horseman, yeah. and the album is The Broken Heart, Broken Heart, I'll Wander. So, um, 
Why? Go on. You know, well, like East Galway, obviously. You know. yeah, she, yeah, she's just from Chum, I think, yeah, around that yeah. area. But um, first of all, the album title is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Broken Hearted, I would wonder. <laughs> Love the drama. Um, but yeah, this song, this this would be a, a, a heavy album in our family. Um, my mum and my uncle, who are both past now, um, were in a band called Folklore, Galway Bass, and they played in the King's Head. That was their main mm -hmm. thing for years. And so there would have been a lot of songs um, copied and imitated from that. And like my mum, when I was kind of trying to figure out how to sing, that would have been a reference to Dolores O'Riordan mm -hmm. and Dolores Kane and um, just that register and that like honesty in a voice and trying to trying to copy it, which mm -hmm. how can you do that? But you have to start somewhere. Um, so I think this is just a really important album to my family and I learned a lot of songs from it. And then also recently, a beautiful album, Bonnie Light Horseman, I think, yeah, is out now. The band, yeah. The band. Yeah, yeah. And they've done amazing, like, um, taking old ballads and they've reshaped them and totally given them, again, breathed, breathed, breathed life? I don't know. Yeah. Give it a new lease of life um, to all these songs. Um, I think it's like the Fruit Bats, what's the guy? Anna's Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, they're just yeah. fantastic. So um, once that album came out, I revisited this, and it was yeah. like, wow, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. And because, uh, and I think you know, when you hear it, it, it just it's it's so Irish. <laughs> Even know, though he it's, says it's home, very Scottish. Yeah. Like, says, yeah. And, and you know, and it's a song about you know the, the Napoleon. Napoleon. War. <laughs> you know, you have a lot to thank for him yeah, with all yeah. his uh, tragedy yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and face. There's so many songs, great wars, bring great songs. Um, <laughs> that's really bad. I'm not. I'm not for all. What? Leave that in. That's the no, headline. <laughs> no, no, but there is. There's amazing songs out there yeah. um, because he did have so many wars. <laughs> broke so many. He's a terrible man. But anyway. What a great influence. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm and, and I think, I, again, just what's, what's good, but I suppose one of the things is, it, like, John's guitar part is really, it, it never varies. Mm -hmm. It's just this lovely it's little that, like, gentle crutch. thing, and he just keeps it, keeps it, keeps yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and then the other instruments, some other instruments, there's a little bit of instrumentation, not a the huge tin whistle Yeah, it just comes, comes in, in and goes it's, out. And it's so tasty, yeah, like it's just you know. so well placed in. And I think another man who does that really well, I don't know if you've heard of him, John Francis Flynn, he brought oh. out a new album, oh. it's Dublin based. Right. And his album, he just came out on, um, I can't remember, something records. Um, but River Lee Records, I think, maybe? We'll find it. Yeah. Anyway, unbelievable use of whistles, and he plays them at the same time himself. He sellotapes them. It's definitely worth checking out. He's amazing, yeah. and the same kind of tasty. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking too much now, probably. That's, that's why we're here to see you <laughs> talking, talking too much. <laughs> so. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, this album was at home? Yeah. Yeah, so, but were there other ones as well, sort yeah. of, that were... There would have been Patrick Street and Planksty for Tradwise and then Andy Irvine and um, Paul Brady, yeah. they would have been just big hitters. Yeah. And um, yeah, let me think then, I suppose, then, but the, I didn't want to bring them in so much because um, I wanted to talk more about the cringy ones that I grew up listening to as well. <laughs> I nearly had Busted in the list. I don't know if you remember Busted, they were like a boy band. <laughs> but I was like, I, I, in case people, no. Yeah. N not in this. <laughs> I couldn't no, shoot myself. But um, yeah, so a lot of trad, a lot of trad, and um, a lot of Tom Waits and Ben Morrison as yeah. well. Yeah, that's kind of the usual suspects. The usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then just uh, before we go on again, just 
um, were you playing guitar or were you playing instruments flute. all the time? So flute from yeah. early on. Since yeah. I was five, um, I'd be playing tin whistle right. at early morning. Right. Early, early, I was, <laughs> as I said, I was a weird child. Like <laughs> I practiced so much the whistle and flute and then guitar around 11, yeah. I got into it and then songwriting. Yeah. Um, just came from that. And piano, I was brought to piano lessons, but I definitely wasn't as pushed at the time. Right. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to play the piano in the session? <laughs> that you won't let me go around. to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, you know, your next choice is going back, sticking with the piano. <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting the case up for the piano now. And this is, um, it's Regina Spector. This um, is my teenage love. Like, right. I absolutely okay. was obsessed with how she sang and played yeah. the piano. Yeah. So Samson. <laughs> I think it's great, like how she used, um, is it a parable, a legend, or just this idea of a concept from a story of like, oh, that you're, all your power is within the hair, and if it's cut, you're nothing, or you're not nothing, but you're weak and mm. fragile and vulnerable. And I just thought it was great that she could intertwine that kind of storytelling into a personal love song. Yeah. Like, and I just, that blew my mind. I think the album came out when I was 14 or 15, and I was like, this is how it's done. Little light piano strings. Yeah. That's yeah, I love that it. age. That age when, when an album lands at, at that oh, age, it, it just really becomes hits you, oh, like yeah, yeah it's yeah, a part yeah, of your yeah. identity. And I yeah. think there was like that idea of like um, when you're a teenager, the types of music was your groupings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like ridiculous, <laughs> but there's something to it. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like when you were listening to this, were you? Did you play these things? Could you like? I mean, could you could you play along with them, or did you try and play along with them? I couldn't play her piano, yeah. um, but I would always just go on chordy, ultimate guitar, and I'd do my yeah. own versions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like that's how that's how you get doing it, isn't yeah. it? It's just yeah. you just play copy along. and copy and, yeah. and play along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I discovered the capo, and I was like, oh, I can play everything, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to the tracks. So that was the worst thing that could have happened to me. <laughs> I got so lazy. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's really fond memories. That was like locking yeah. in with an artist like that when you're yeah. young, and it can mean a lot. Yeah. And then, and just like, where did you hear? Her? I mean, where, like, I do got, you know where you I bought, got introduced to her? Yeah, I, it was an extra vision. Right. Uh, I don't know if I'm, it might be people who are too young to remember extra vision, but going in to get a movie, <laughs> to or a film to to rent it, and there was like a CD rail, and this was the new uh, um, yeah. album, and I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. And I pestered, um, I don't know who was with me, but they bought it for me. And it, I just, I think it's, the, to, begin, to Begin to Hope was the name of the album, yeah. I think, which is also a gorgeous yeah. title, but yeah. So. And, but like, you know, you can see, listening to it there, there's, she leaves, like, there's an, obviously there's, in, there's strings coming in behind her, mm. but there's again, there's a huge amount of space in the, the, in the melody line in the piano. Yeah. And, what I think is like you, you, she establishes it really quickly, so you, you, it's in there, and then she kind of moves around it. And um, like the funny thing is, because I hear that in yours, you know, like what, I try to just copy it or do you? But I, no, def, I mean, I definitely hear it in your stuff, you know, because um, it, and it's not to knock it because there's a place for you know the three chord stuff that just you know. But one of the things I think that, that I do, I think is so interesting about the music you do, is that it, it I don't mean it in, a, in, a, in an intellectual way or over to, to over-intellectualise it, but just that it, it, you, you take us on this lovely wander, 
you know, around at this space that you've created. And you, you give us that space in the song as well. So the melodies, I think, are, are really fascinating. And, and you always change the song about halfway through it. Something comes in that, that's Good unexpected. You know? And you go, where'd that come from? But it works, you know? So. Gosh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too, too much. But um, yeah, I suppose I just, I have been influenced by Regina Spector. Yeah. A good bit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, though. No, I'm glad no. you like wandering or, oh, yeah, or yeah. went wandering yeah. even. <laughs> so we'll get a bit noisier with the next one you have. Um, this is. Um, this is Big Thief. It's from their most recent album. Yeah, 2019. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing is I lo love a big, big thief is their names. So it's, <laughs> it, it, I'm going. Adrian Lankert, she's the singer. Buck Meek, guitarist. Max Olierchik and James Krivchenia. Yeah. And you just think they had to be in a they band. They sound together. as good as they just yeah. Sound they like sound so good you know? together. <laughs> okay. So tell us about this. Well, it's the only song I've ever come across that it starts with the same thing. Like every sentence, it's it's either it's not or nor yeah. the whole way through. And if you're reading it, just the lyrics, it's like you almost feel like you're rapping. It just falls off your yeah. tongue. It's amazing, amazing songwriting. I still don't know what's going on in it. And I yeah. never want to know. Yeah. It's like yeah. I just love getting lost in yeah. any of the Big Thief stuff. Like, I mean, Adriana Lanker's most recent solo stuff mm. is definitely probably the most influential the last year as well. Like, yeah. Holy moly, great guitar player, unbelievable writer, so poignant in her yeah. choices um, with words. But this particular song is just, it's just a journey. Yeah. Like it's not, you don't feel like you're wandering, you feel like you're trudging with them. Oh, yeah. And they're so aggressive with it that I, I love the build and it just, it feels really live. And, yeah. yeah. And we were saying, because I, what I do is when I get to this, I always Google some of this stuff. Some of the stuff you kind of heard, and then, and then it makes way loads of sense when you read it. And they, they essentially they made this album live. It's not it's not recorded live in front of us. It's just just recorded like they wanted to all sit around at exactly the same time and play at exactly the same time. And you can hear it in the drums. The drums aren't recorded brilliantly, but that's just because they're in this big room. And this track, as you say, it just. When you look at the lyrics written out, it goes on and on and on, oh, and no. the images that she picks up, you know, so not your spine tattoo is the one that's stuck in my head, you know. I but know. it goes and it goes and it goes and it builds and it builds, and then they play the guitar and and I just we were saying it beforehand. I, I have no I don't understand why the song doesn't fall apart because um, there's obviously no way they rehearsed that guitar part. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love yeah. to have been there and yeah. seen it out. They, they've done a lot of things. They've re-released a lot of the stuff live from the bunker as well. Yeah. That was So I didn't realise that this was done live that way. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just unbridled at the end. And it's just like you either, if you were in a bad mood, you mightn't want to get in on it. Yeah. But it, it's all like uh, music has timing, isn't it? Like you like listening to certain things in the morning or... Yeah in the evening and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, don't know what, I'd probably evening for yeah. this song. <laughs> I don't know, we're really angry with how the day went or yeah. something, and it's just, I don't know. And the funny one is, it, remember when, it, when we were saying it, when this came out, it, I just, I just kept playing it again and again. Because yeah. you play it and you go, holy God, how There's do you do that? And looping. then you just keep going back and you go, <laughs> and you still can't get it. You still, and yeah. it just goes. I mean, you're kind of watching it, kind of open mouth and enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is brilliant. But every time we listen to it, you think it's still going to collapse, even though you know it's not going to collapse. <laughs> but, you know. Well, it's a playing yeah. with people's expectations. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose, because the other thing that it reminds me of as well, which is, it's the same sort of space. It's when um, Neil Young did his, uh, 
he, he recorded an album with um, um, oh, the crowd from Seattle. Um, oh. Camp Pop, um, Eddie Vedder's band. Um, Pearl Jam. He recorded an album with Pearl Jam, Mirrorball. And there's a song called I'm the Ocean on it. And it's exactly like that. Really? And I saw them playing it live once. And you could see the band. They were loving it because he was just out doing what Neil Young does. And they, he obviously gave them this freedom yeah. that the Trust. song could just... <laughs> you know, and he just builds and builds, and then he just goes and does one of his guitar solos, and you know, and you can see them going, "We never play like this. <laughs> this is brilliant." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's like taking your shoes off, walking on the grass, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, your next choice is we're we're, we're near. We've, we've just a couple left, and we've we've a couple of really good ones to talk about. Then you're, it's 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 talking heads is your next choice. Yeah, and um uh. It's the song is this must be the place. So why, talking heads, what's why this one? Um, talking heads would have been another one on loop more so when I was in my teenagers. My dad was a big fan of them, but I used to try um, and learn whistle parts to it. That's what I was thinking with that. This um, I used to be playing along with that, and um, I just love the I just love the whole thing and the whole. Um, the theme of the song is my favourite thing in the world, that idea of this is a love song in the most non-cheesy sense. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, the whole key of writing, isn't it? It's like you can express a very complex sentiment in a very simple way. Yeah. And he nails it with the lyrics, I think, yeah. like genie mackers. And like from, even now, I've heard it a million times and I still want to get up and yeah. move and I, and I remember watching the I can't remember what it was the live one what, it was the full album remember Stop Making Sense was it? that was yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'm just seeing like oh I feel terrible now not having her name uh, was it Tina the bass player is it yeah, Tina Tina Weymouth yeah. I was like wow wow I just presumed it was a man I remember seeing yeah. it really young and I was like Jeannie Max like as yeah. in it was a really uh, it was a, a, a strong point a strong point a big thing when yeah. I was young seeing that like as yeah. in yeah, not not being the star or anything, just like total like yeah. um, strong backline, you yeah. know, not not like she was dancing like the rest of them, but it wasn't like just ooh, yeah. you know. She's just uh, I remember just really loving that about Talking Heads. Yeah, yeah, I, like certainly female. like in the early, but I always remember that as well that they were they just looked so ordinary, except you know when they did that when you saw the yeah. same stuff. But in earlier albums, you kind of think, that yeah, they're wearing clothes. <laughs> they're like they're yeah, the kind of clothes people wear, you know, those, yeah. they did, and they just looked like ordinary people, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you know, they were yeah. an astonishing band, and like the, I, does, I found this great quote, which is, which is ridiculous, but it's a really critics quote. <laughs> they, they, they describe that track. This must be the place. Is deeply thumping funk disguised as modern rock. It's even hard to read it out, deeply thumping funk. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it is hard to say. But, yeah, but, but you could see this was, I think it was really great, like about this album, or around this time, I mm. suppose, for them, was they kind of did shift, they opened up a little bit into what they were listening to. Yeah. You know, the things that they There's were so listening to. There's so many polyrhythms yeah. and it just yeah. counter ideas, yeah, yeah. but they, it's so smooth all the same. Yeah. Like how they made it yeah. all work. And it's weird, I think they all came from a music college, didn't they? Like they I all went so. to yeah. the same yeah. college. Yeah. It's really bizarre to have something so successful out of like oh we went to learn and we actually did what we went to learn and we like <laughs> well, <laughs> you know there's, there's we your absolutely <laughs> yeah here it is oh perfect talking yeah. heads <laughs> like i think uh, the the entire country of music schools are trying to yeah. 
they still had some fun. I think the Fontaine's DC are the Irish version of yeah. Talking Heads. They went to Bin, got the roadmap, yeah. and uh, doing us all proud. They're yeah. like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and like so you're right in a way because there's certainly in the early Talking Heads stuff. There's a real angularity to the. You know, there's loads of right turns and hard, like there's hard turns and sharp mm. bits to everything they do, yeah. um, and it's still here in this stuff, but they've just got these other elements in there as well. You know, because like the guitar parts are still the guitar things that they were doing. You know, this little scratchy guitar in the background, yeah. but it just fits perfectly with these. You know, the the kind of either the, the kind of Caribbean drums or the South American drums or the the African kind of sounds that they yeah, were starting to incorporate. It's amazing, in it. yeah. And it just works. Yeah, like it sounds like it could be messy. Like oh, if yeah. you saw that on paper and you were the producer, like oh, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long day. But it's just perfect—a perfect marriage of yeah. all of them. Yeah, so yeah. trust yeah. to the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this gets us to your last track. Are you okay? I feel like we're talking an awful lot on that. Like they know it's advertised as us talking. I know. <laughs> so I, this, is, this is not a surprise. I hope at this stage. Know. Know, so you know. just a quick check in. <laughs> on the same. Just, okay. You're in the right room, aren't you? <laughs> so, so your your last track. Okay. Well, we do. It's a, it's a, it, this is a long another slow burner. But mm -hmm. You need to kind of. Let this one build. So it's Arcade Fire from their mm -hmm. second album. So yeah. why or um, why? I, well, again, I was trying to think about like my life. Like as in, I remember you know turning points when I was young and albums and Neon Bible. I remember a friend burning it for me. Do you right. remember people burn CDs? <laughs> And I they remember were like, people recording cassettes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, so, and, and there's people out there who do this. You know, so. Well, I just remember getting a burnt CD of Neon Bible. Right, yeah. And um, they, they wrote on the, the CD in neon markers that had not stick. It, like, it didn't work. And it was like just highlighter all over it. Right. And I was like, what's this? T stuck it on. I was like, Phew. Mind blowing, loved every little bit of it, trying to get it up on my brother's iPod, you know, uploading it. It was an absolute nightmare. Went out and bought the album, felt mm -hmm. very good about that. Um, love Arcade Fire. I just, they were everything I dreamed of if I had a band um, and I was cool and played electric <laughs> guitar and wasn't from a trad background going to Kyoto's in a little waistcoat <laughs> to compete in group Kyol. I was so uncool. I still am. But I just remember Arcade Fire was my little, like, oh, I could, I could do that. I, f I know what they're doing in their music. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. it was, I just remember them giving me a lot of confidence sitting on the bus home from school, being like, yeah. 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 When you, like, when you have an album like that, that's sort of in your, you know, that, mm. like it becomes part of your DNA, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear them play it live? Or do you want to hear just the thing that's yours? I think there is a, an element of this is mine because yeah. I was at a time where they probably wasn't going to get to an Arcade Fire gig yeah. from rural Galway um, yes. at the time. Um, probably wasn't going to make it. Um, but yeah, I think it made me, like a lot of the lyrics is quite rebellious or just very much like go get them kind of thing in the most relaxed way in yeah. their in their phrasing and their sentences yeah. yet like really thumping thriving i suppose it's indie rock i hate labeling yeah. things but they did the chug chug but still refined a certain amount of musicality in it it wasn't just here here's everything there would be like this organ line that you'd be like holy cow how did they get that in and make that work so well so yeah. it was it was just yeah 
don't know what I'm saying anymore at this point. I've no, never that, talked so fine. much. No. <laughs> Well, we'll be, we're nearly yeah. done, so you know, and then you, you're free to go, and then we'll bring you back next year and repeat the process. So new playlist, yeah, new yeah life. exactly, yeah, new me. But and, and would would you would you like to play with a band that big? Yeah, I think yeah. I'd love it. Um, even though, like, I have a very small band at the moment, and it's so much to juggle. Yeah. Um, again, and they're married as well. I think they started yeah. the the head. The two heads are married, and they have a brother. And I couldn't imagine a family dynamic in on top of a band like yeah. oh my god so much to juggle but they, they nail it and I love that idea of like big army yeah. like and even this yeah. sound sounds it sounds like big army effect of like yeah. all in let's go yeah um and I like that approach there's something communal there's something empowering about it and like that said I haven't listened to Arcade Fire now in years but that was a big thing for me yeah. growing up and that wasn't trad when, when you were listening to it like when if you listen back to it now do you know every single note of it yeah, but that said, I couldn't sing the the lyrics without them singing. Yeah. But when, but like I remember being so passionate about you know working for the church when my family dies. I was seventeen. Like what was I? But like I just for some reason it hit something, and yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I just thought it was very but dramatic. That goes back. I mean, that's just. I think there's that age and it's sort of your mid late teens. Yeah. Stuff just becomes. It's all very it, it, serious. Yeah. You know, but also then you know it, it just seeps into you, and yeah. you have time to listen to it, That's and listen thing. to it, and, and listen, listen to it, and listen, and listen to it. You know? Yeah, and I think there's a huge thing of wanting to be taken seriously at that age as well, yeah. so badly, yeah. or like so many songs, especially in the indie rock genre, you know, convey that idea of being misunderstood. Right. So <laughs> it's it's perfect yeah. mix. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, it's thank been you. Such a blast talking to you about music <laughs> and all the other stuff. You know? <laughs> So I really appreciate it. So everyone, please, Eve Regan. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.